6 o'clock this coming Wednesday at Chisholm. And uh, also tonight we have our night of worship, which, uh, man, I'm pumped about. I'm excited about. I believe it's going to be an incredible night in the presence of God. And we want you to be here. So I think we're going to open the doors about 530 and we'll begin at 6. And so uh, get here early and get your spot saved and all of that good stuff. And, man, it's just going to be an incredible, incredible night. And then I want to make mention of this as well. Before I get into the message in this new series that we're starting today is our fall festival. Uh, many of us look forward to this every single year where our church family as a whole gathers together uh, man, with food, games, friends, food, uh, bonfire, food. There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, your kids are more than welcome. It's going to be a great time. So Saturday, November the 2nd. It's always the first Saturday in November. We want you to make plans to be there. We'll be giving you directions. Uh, we have an awesome location for the fall festival this year. And in the weeks to come, we'll give you some directions, maybe have some sheets printed out so that you can find where to be on that Saturday evening. And we're going to have a great time, but wanted to put that date out there so that you can mark your calendar and plan to be there on Saturday, November the 2nd. It's going to be an awesome time. So today we are beginning a brand new series that we're calling Simple Life. Simple life. Look at your neighbor say simple life. Matter of fact, look at him, tell him you need a simple life. You need a simple life. Your life is too complicated. It's too complicated. What we're going to do in this series is we're going to be talking about uh, how we can move in our lives in four specific areas, and we're going to get into those here in just a moment. I'm going to give you kind of the four areas that we're going to be talking about over the next several weeks uh, so you can be prepared and know what's coming and know what God's going to do in your life, hopefully. Uh, but we're going to be talking about how we can go from complicated to simple in four specific areas. And I believe that God is going to change your life. Uh, and I want to start today, really today is an introduction to this whole series and really establishing the need that we all have for what we're about to talk about. We all have the need for uh, uncomplicating our lives, if you will, and, and entering into the simple life that I believe that Jesus wants for us to have. And so I've titled the message today. If you're taking notes, you can get on the Bible app and you can get the notes on there as well if you prefer to take notes that way. Uh, but the message titled today is Where Simple Starts. Where Simple Starts. How many of you know if you want to get somewhere, you've got to know where to start? <laughs> many of us, we just need to know where to start. And so I'm going to kind of lay a foundation for where we're going over the next several weeks that will hopefully be a blessing to you. And maybe you're sitting here and thinking, you know, Gabe, I don't know. How do I know if I need this series? Well, I jotted down some things just to try to help you. You're welcome. Uh, I, I jotted down some things to try to make you aware of whether or not you need this series. And so here's the thing. If you've ever said anything like this before, then I believe this series is for you. Life is stressful. Anybody ever made that comment, or maybe you thought life is stressful, or maybe life is busy? Life is busy. This series is for you. Uh, I don't have enough time for the things that really matter. I don't have enough time for the things that I really want to do, the things that are really important to me, the things that really matter. I feel financially stressed. I feel like I'm overcommitted. I wish my life would, would slow down. I wish I could make my life simpler. If you've said any of these things, and we could go through the list, we could spend the next 30 minutes going through the list of things that we say that would prove that you need what we're about to talk about and what God is going to do in your life, I believe, over the next several weeks as we go through this series that we're calling Simple Life. And here's the truth about your life and my life today. It's that we were not created to have miserable and joyless lives. We were created to have abundant and joyful lives. You are not created, you are not here on planet earth walking around today for your life to suck. 
It's, it's not what God intended for you. You were created to have an abundant life, to have a joyful life, and that's what Jesus wants for you to have. Uh, one thing that, that I realize in our society, in our culture today, is that we have access to more information, more products, more research, and more ideas than at any point in history. We do. Uh, many of you know this because now if you scroll on Facebook, Facebook knows what you're looking for. Because at some point on your phone, you went and you bought something, and now Facebook is sending you advertisements in your feed that say sponsor underneath it, and they know what you need. Because you just bought a new pair of shoes last week, and now they are showing you this company that has paid money for advertising so that you can see, whoo, you need to go here and buy some shoes. They know what you need before you know what you need. They know what you're looking for before you even know. And you'll scroll through there and you're like, hey, you know, thank you, Facebook. I needed that right there. That is so encouraging that I know where to get that new shirt now because you have just popped it up. Oh, I was looking for a new phone case. And there it is. You know, there's the video that shows me the phone case that I need. We've got, we've got access to more things and more information, more products, more research, more ideas than we've ever had in the history of the world. And here's the reality. These things can be good, but they also have a tendency to make our lives complex and complicated. All of the things that we have at our fingertips and all the things that we do and all of this access that we have to things has a tendency to make our lives complicated, even though these things aren't necessarily bad in and of themselves. And here's how one lady worded how most of us feel each day. I found this this last week. She said this, I wish I knew how to have joy in my life. I'm just trying to survive each day. I thought, she's explaining how 90% of us probably sitting in this room feel. I wish I knew how to have some joy in my life because I feel like I'm just surviving. That every day I'm just surviving. Maybe you've said something like this. Boy, I just can't wait for this day to be over. Maybe you've gotten to Friday and you're, I just can't wait for this week to be over. You get to the end of the month, I am so glad that it is about to be October because I am just done with September. You get to the end of 2019. I cannot wait for 2020 because I am so finished with 2019. I'm just ready for this year to be over. And here's what I know about you and what I know about me. If you don't change something, going into another year, another month, another day, another hour doesn't change. Everything stays the same until you make the decision that I am going to take plan that God has given me for my life. And I'm going to work the plan. Come on, look at your neighbor say, work the plan. Work the plan. Whenever you decide that you're going to change some things, that's when your life will actually change. And I want to try to help us through this series, myself included, to understand some areas that we might have overcomplicated. Because how many of you know that God doesn't make things complicated? Sometimes the enemy has a part to play. A lot of times we have the biggest part to play in overcomplicating and overcommitting and overdoing all of these things in our lives. Many of us feel the way that this lady described but it's interesting because this is what Paul wrote down for us to read in this letter to the Philippians. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, he said this. Always be full, of, be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. Now, I don't know about you, but there are some times where you read this scripture. Maybe you've heard this scripture. Maybe you've read this scripture. Maybe you're reading a devotional that was talking about joy because you're trying to find joy in your life. And you read this, and you kind of roll your eyes a little bit. Like, how do I... How do I always be full of joy in the Lord? And then Paul, like, to make a point, he says, and I will say it again, rejoice. Every day, rejoice. There's joy for you every single day 
And we roll our eyes at this a lot of times and we think, I don't even know how that's possible, but here's what I know. We want it. We want to enjoy life. I've never met a person that is walking around saying, you know what, I hope that today's awful. I just really don't want, you know, I, you know, I just really don't care if anything good happens to me today. I really don't care what life has to bring to me today. You know, I'm just kind of surviving. I just kind of like surviving. Surviving is really good. We don't say that because we want to enjoy our life. But many of us, we just don't know how to get there. We don't know what the plan is. We don't know what God says about it. We don't know what it is that we're actually supposed to do. And so I want to try to help us to understand this because here's what we would probably all say if we were completely honest. It's this phrase, I'm looking for a better life. Or you could put in, I'm looking for a simpler life. Life is complicated. And we want it. We seek it. Sometimes we pay for it. Can I get an amen, somebody? Sometimes we're paying people. Just, I'm just paying somebody to try to help me get a simpler life. Just paying somebody to do something for me so I can try to simplify my life. We're paying money for it. We're doing all of these things to try to accomplish this. And so the question becomes, what kind of life are we supposed to have? And if we were to ask Jesus about our lives, what would he say? And this is going to be our theme verse for this entire series. We're going to be talking about some different things in different areas of our lives. We're going to get into those in just a moment and kind of lay the, the foundation for where we're going in this series. But here's, here's the verse. It's John chapter 10 and verse 10. And many of you have read it, but I want to read it out of the Passion Translation. It says, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I, this is Jesus speaking, but I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. Would anybody sign up today to have life that is so joyful that it just overflows out of you, it overflows into the people around you? People get around you and they're like, wow, that person has so much joy, it just spilled out on me and woo, I'm joyful. We would all sign up for that. We all want this, but I think we need to understand how to get there, how to get there. And so today, I want to give you what, what I believe are the first three steps toward being able to experience this full and abundant life that Jesus wants to give you. And so if we're going to take the first three steps toward the simple life that we desire, here's, here's what we have to do. Here's number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down. Remember who our example is is if we don't get this right nothing else matters remember who your example is here's what i mean by that too often we're so busy looking and comparing to what everyone else is doing that we forget that jesus is the example to follow and we're looking at everybody else to see, like, what is the next thing that I need to do? What are they doing? What are they doing that I like? What do they have that I like that I now want that I need to get? Because I'm looking to them as the example for how I'm going to find fulfillment in life. And if I get what they have because they look so happy when they post it on Instagram, if I can get what they have, then I'll be happy. I'll be joyful. I'll be, whoo, life will be great. And we get so busy doing that that we forget that Jesus is actually the example that we're supposed to follow. And here's, here's what we do sometimes. It's, you know, jo little Johnny's playing soccer, so my son needs to play soccer because little Johnny's having fun. And little Johnny's going to be more talented than my kid. And so I need to get my kid in soccer, and because they're doing it, I need to do it. Or their Instagram looks like they have so much fun traveling. It looks like they just travel all over the place. Maybe we need to start traveling. That's where it's at. If we'll just start taking some more time off and we'll start traveling more and we'll take the kids with us and we'll do all of this, then maybe we'll find 
joy or our kids aren't going to be as well-rounded as their kids if we don't put them in multiple extracurricular activities. If we're not doing everything that is available, our kids are going to miss out and I don't want my kids to miss out because I felt like I missed out and because they're doing all of that, they look like they've got it all together and they're having a good time and I saw the picture at the soccer game and I saw the picture at the basketball game and I saw the picture at the baseball field and I saw all of this and so we need to get our kids in some stuff. We need to get the people around us in some stuff. Or here's one. Well, they have a boat, so I want a boat. All the people with a boat right now didn't laugh. (laughs) Well, they they have a new car. They have a new truck, and so I want a new truck. Woo, look at that. They posted a picture of it. I saw when they went and did it, the dealership posted a picture and tagged them in it, and I love that truck. And so now I want a new truck. I'm going to see them because they're smiling. They look so happy. They look like they've got it all together. Look, their kids are all like, it's, it's perfect. And if I can just get what, and we constantly compare ourselves to what everybody else has and what everybody else is doing, and we're not happy unless we're doing what everybody else is doing, and then here's what happens. You start doing what everybody else is doing, and you get the boat, and now you're in debt, and you put your kids in all this, and now you're running everywhere, and you, can't, you don't have time for anything else, and you start doing all this stuff, and then you get there, and you're like, I don't like this. How do I get out of this? And this is where most of us are probably right now, all across the room, is we're all, we've, we've added so much stuff, and we've done so much stuff, and we looked at them, and we thought, oh, that's what we need to do, and well, we need to add that to it, oh, we need to get our kids in that, and oh, we need to do this, and now we're like, I don't even have time to do anything that I really want to do, or anything that really matters to me, because I've got so much stuff going on, because I was comparing myself to everybody else, and we forgot that Jesus is the example to follow. Are you with me? We've got to remember who our example is. And comparing our life to someone else's life is a great way to make your life complex, distracted, busy, and miserable. You want to have a miserable life? Compare yourself to everybody else. You want to get busy doing things that really don't even matter, that you really don't even like doing? You ever done something because somebody else was doing it and you didn't even like it? You got in and you're like, I don't even like this. They had a boat. I got a boat. I don't even like the water. I don't even know why. It just looked like they were having so much fun. You know, I thought, well, maybe we can ski. Maybe we can wakeboard. Maybe we can do all this. And I don't even like it. And now I'm miserable. And now I've got $37,000 in debt. And we're trying to sell it. And we only sell it for seventeen. dollars What are we going to do? We complicate our lives. And Jesus made it simple. He made it simple. And the first thing is remembering that he is the example. Instead of looking at what everybody else is doing or isn't doing, what if we looked to Jesus? And I know that we may not ever replicate everything that Jesus did while he was on the earth, but we can learn to pattern our lives after him. And when we learn to pattern our lives after him, it will change our life. It will change our life because I'm not looking to you to tell me what to do. I'm looking to him. I'm looking to his example. And we know that his life was many things, but it was clearly simple. He was focused He managed his time on what really mattered. He didn't get distracted by what everybody else was saying or by what everybody else wanted him to do or thought that he should be doing. He was on point. He was on mission. He was on assignment, and he kept it simple. So we've got to remember who our example is. Here's number two, second step. After you remember that Jesus is the example, okay, you need to follow Jesus' example. Now you've got to clarify where we need to simplify Because it's one thing to understand, okay, I need to simplify, but many of you were already thinking, I don't even know where to start. 
I need to simplify my life. My life is so complicated. I barely even made it to church today because I got so much stuff going on, and I don't know how we're going to get this done because I decided to come to church today. I think it was the right decision to make, but now when I get home, I got all this stuff to do because your life is so complicated. And once we understand, okay, Jesus is the example, now I need to, I need to find clarity in what it is that I need to simplify. Where do I need to simplify? And I want to give you these four areas, and these are the four areas that we're going to talk about over the next several weeks. And we're going to break these down, and we're going to figure out how we can find simple in these four areas. Because, And this is why we're picking, why we're picking these four areas is because out of this survey, they surveyed 1,077 individuals that were Christian, non-Christian, Christians that weren't really following Jesus, you know, and, and, and all of these different things that called themselves Christians, but they weren't really living it out. Just a variety of people, 1,077 people who were surveyed, and these were the four areas where people truly needed simple. And I would be willing to bet that if we were to go around the room today, these would be the four areas where if these four areas were simplified in your life, it would change everything. If these four areas were simplified in your life, it would change everything. Here they are. I'm going to go through them really quickly, and then over the next uh, few weeks, we're going to talk about them individually. Here's the first one. Time. 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 If you simplified your life in the area of time, it would change everything. And this is what they found in this research, that people want simple so that they have time for the areas of their lives that really matter. People were saying, I don't even have time to do the things that I enjoy doing that really matter to me, spending time with my kids, doing all of this stuff, spending time with my spouse, enjoying life. I can't even do that because my time is so consumed with everything that I have going on and I need to simplify in my time. Here's the second one, relationships. Time, relationships. People struggle with balance in relationships, and the simple life means having better and closer relationships with others. Some of us were stretched out so much, we don't even have anybody that we're really friends with, that we're really connected to, that we're really doing life together with, because we have so much going on. And when you simplify in this area, what you'll find out is that you'll have closer friendships, you'll have more intimate friendships, you'll have friendships that actually matter with people that actually matter, and it, your family and the people that are close to you when you learn to simplify in this area. So time, relationships, here's the third one, money, money. Some of you are like, I'm not coming on that week. I'm not talking about, <laughs> you're not going to talk about my money, right? Because it's my money. But out of over a thousand people, one of the top four areas that people said, I need, I need this simplified, was in their money. It was their money. People desire a simple life that is free of past due bills, limited income, deficient savings, and increasing debt. We don't like these things. This is what it shows. And if we were to go around the room, you may not let people know and let people in on your life and what your financial situation looks like. But here's what I know about you. You don't want past due bills. You don't want, you know, this low income. You don't want, you don't want savings that is barely there. And you don't want a lot of debt. You don't. I don't. And we've got to learn how to simplify. We've got to learn what God's plan is in the area of money. And it will change our lives if we can get it. And then here's the fourth one that we're going to talk about is God. Time, relationships, money, and God. And here's what they found whenever they did this research is that people have a big void in their relationship with God because they are too busy for God. And need a simpler life so that they can get closer to God. Many of us, it's not that we don't want to spend time with God. We don't even know where to fit it in. 
because we have so much going on that we have to run from here to here to here to work to here, lunch, got to get this done, do this, do this, do this, do this. And some of you are like, I would have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to spend any time with God, and I ain't doing that. There's a better way. There's a better way. And out of these, I mean, one of the top four that they found Christians and non-Christians, when they were asking about their relationship with God, it was like, I need, I, I need simpler so that I can actually get closer to God. Because I don't even have time for him. I don't have time for church. I don't have time for groups. I don't have time to serve. I don't have time to do any of these things. I don't have time to spend with him every single day. I can't even get in the Bible. I, d- I just don't even know where I'm going to fit it in. And we need to simplify. We need a simple life. So we have to have clarity for where we need to simplify. So we know that Jesus is the example. We're going to talk about these four areas because research shows these are the four areas that will really change everything if we can get these four areas right. Time, relationships, money, and God. And then here's point number three today. It doesn't do any good to know that Jesus is the example to to, to, to have, you know, this, this enlightenment today that, whoo, I need to change some things in my life. I need a simpler life if we don't do number three, which is embrace the solution. Embrace the solution. And here's how we're going to handle the solution. Here's how we're going to tackle what, what we feel like God is saying in these four areas of our lives. We're going to tackle them every week. We're going to talk about four different things under each area of our life. The first one is this, clarity. Clarity means that you know where you're going. In time, relationships, money, and with your relationship with God, you have to know where you're going. You have to know what the goal is. We can say it this way. How do you plan on spending time on things that really matter? That's clarity. What is your plan for developing healthier relationships? Clarity. How do you plan to get your finances in order? Clarity. What is your plan for getting closer to God? Clarity. We've got to answer these questions and find clarity so that we know where we are going. Before you move closer to a simpler life, you need a blueprint for where you're going. You need to know the plan. Here's the plan. Here's how we're going to accomplish the plan in each of these four areas. We're going to do this and this and this. And sometimes we don't know where to turn because we haven't made a plan to go anywhere. We haven't even developed a plan. We don't even know where we want to be. We haven't developed a plan. You've got to know where you want to be in these areas of life. What is most important to you? What is God saying about these areas of your life? And clarity means that you have a plan, and that plan clearly states where you want to go. And so if you're wondering, well, do I need clarity in different areas of my life? Uh, I would ask you if you've ever said or thought anything like this. Well, I want to be able to spend more time with my child instead of working all the time and having him go to daycare. Well, I, I would just love for the kids to get along and quit fighting so that we could have some peace in this house. I, would, I, I, I want a job that will satisfy all of our financial needs, meet all of our financial needs without actually taking time away from family time. Because everything that I do, it seems like we're taking away from family time, and I really want this in my life. We're constantly on the go due to our children's sporting events. I wish we could pay off all of our debt because it would remove a lot of stress. Can I get an amen right there, somebody? I wish we could pay some stuff off because it would just remove. Like, we wouldn't fight probably 90% of the time because most of our fights are probably about money. How are we going to pay for this? How are we going to get this done? How are we going to do this? How are we going to, well, we're going to have to work some overtime. going to have to do this. We need some clarity. We need to know where we're going. What is the goal? 
Maybe you've said something like, well, we all really need to be on the same page spiritually. I just wish that my whole family would just get on the same page spiritually. We need clarity. Clarity. Here's the second thing that we're going to tackle each week is movement. After we have clarified, it's the movement. Um, Here's what I know and what you know. Congestion is rarely a good thing. Nobody wakes up in the morning thinking, you know what I need today? Some good congestion. I just hope today when I wake up, when I get out of bed, that, I, that everything's congested. I hope that, I, that my body is congested, that, that all of these things are congested. Nobody says that because congestion means to be blocked up or to be too full of something. And congestion in your sinuses means that you could have a headache or trouble breathing. Some of us in our lives, we have a headache and we have trouble breathing because it's congested. And God wants to help you. It's congested. Congestion in traffic means that you're not moving anywhere. We were coming back from Dallas this last week, and, and we were driving around. It's about rush hour, and I thought, this is not for me. This is just, this is not for me. I love coming here. I love doing things here. I love bringing my family here. I love staying, you know, ah, two or three nights here. But after that, you know, I'm ready to go home. You're driving around, and you're like, we're not moving. It took me an hour to drive 10 miles. Congestion is rarely a good thing. It's rarely a good thing in our lives. We don't need congestion. Congestion in your life means that you're not making progress. And many of us, I think we feel like we're not making progress. I'm trying. I'm trying to do better. I've done a few things. I thought this was going to change it, and I don't feel like I'm making progress. And God wants to help us know how to move in the right direction. If you know what to do, but you don't have movement, you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. If you set a goal and you don't move in that direction, you'll never reach the goal. You'll never get there. In order to move, two things that we have to do in order to move toward our goal, we have to be intentional and we have to be incremental. There's a lot of us that we're thinking, okay, time, relationships, money, and God. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know how to tackle this. I love this saying. Somebody, I don't remember where this even came from, but they say, how do you eat an elephant? And I know that's a weird visual for you right now. One bite at a time. If your problem and your situation and your life and and everything seems so complicated, it's like there's this huge elephant in your life. How do you eat the elephant? You do it one bite at a time. You be intentional and incremental. One little step here, one better decision there, one more decision here, one better step in that direction, one more thing of listening to what God says about this. You just keep doing one little thing after the other, and you'll eventually chip away at the complexity of your life, and you'll realize the life that God really intends for you to have. Are you with me? And then here's, here's the third thing that we're going to tackle each week is alignment. Alignment. Um, you ever had your vehicle be out of alignment? Uh, we were driving to Colorado a few weeks ago, and the vehicle's out of alignment. And it's like, we need to have this thing aligned. And here's, here's, here's what we understand uh, about alignment. For many of us, our lives are out of alignment in those four areas that we're talking about in time, relationships, money, and God. And we can't put it off any longer. We need alignment. And here's, here's the reason why. It's getting out of alignment usually begins small, but it doesn't remain small. So maybe you're like me, just confession today, and, and you're driving your vehicle, 
and you ever had to let go of the wheel for something or whatever? Hopefully it's not texting. But you let go of you let go of the wheel for a moment, and you look up and it's like, you know, you're just kind of veering off into the shoulder, and you're like, ooh, you know, we need to get that worked on, and you don't do anything about it, and then three weeks later and two months later, you're driving down the road and you let go of the wheel and it's like, and you're like, oh my gosh. You know, this is getting really, the wind must be blowing really hard today in that direction because I know my car can't be that bad out of alignment. Out of alignment doesn't happen all at once. It's a slow process over time. And we started getting off and we didn't fix it. And we got a little more off and we didn't fix it. We got a little more off and we didn't fix it. And now we're riding over in the ditch because we didn't take care of alignment and we can't afford to wait any longer. Some of us, we need an alignment in our lives. Most people don't develop debt problems overnight. We just don't. We don't we don't develop this huge debt problem in a moment. It, it just doesn't happen. Uh, most Christians don't stop attending church suddenly. <laughs> it just doesn't like it just doesn't happen like you know, we're just we're just done. We're just done. It's one little decision after little decision after little decision after little decision after little decision, and before we know it, we're not in routine anymore. And our habits and our routine isn't lining up with what God would have us to do. Most relationships don't fail over one incident. It's this incident and that incident and this happened and that happened. This was said and it it, it builds up. It's the small things that build up. Most people don't become workaholics in one day. You don't work 15 hours in one day and think, whoo, I'm a workaholic. No, it's it's consistency. It's, you know, I'm just going to stay a couple hours later today next week you know we really need to get that done and someone stay a little bit longer and then before you know it you formed a habit of being there late every single day it happened over time it happened over time and so sometimes we need to get in alignment we can't put it off any longer i want to bring the worship team back today and here's the fourth area that we're going to talk about as we tackle these topics over the next few weeks is focus focus um some of us just need focus in these areas of our lives. And I was reading one of these examples from a survey that I was reading this last week. This person's life, they said, well, I'm a pastor and I'm going to school, you know, about 15 hours a week, putting in time there, going to, you know, to, to Bible school, trying to learn more, further my education, become better at what I do. And, and I serve as a pastor of a small church, and so I'm putting in about 20 hours a week doing that because I really want it to be good. And, and because they can't really pay me enough to, to do it full time, I have a part-time job on the side that i got to put in about 30 hours so that between these two incomes we can actually make it in life and I can provide for my family. And, and at the end of it, the guy asked, can you think of anything that I'm doing that is actually bad? Going to school, furthering your education, that's not a bad thing. Pastoring a church, it's not a bad thing. Having, having a, a, you know, another job because you're supplementing income and trying to provide for your family, that's not a bad thing. But when you, when you sometimes, let me say it this way, many problems may not be the result of people doing bad things. They might be the result of people doing too many things. And even though none of them are actually bad by themselves. We're not focused. And so we've got so much stuff going on. None of it's bad. But sometimes focus requires us to eliminate some good things. Because they're not God things. And God has a plan and we have to follow the plan. And here's what Philippians chapter 3 verses 13 
and 14, Paul writes it like this. He says, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. How many compelling focuses? One. I forget all the past and I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. Paul had narrowed his focus down to one thing. One thing. This is what God has for me. And everything that I do, I'm going to bring it into alignment and focus with the thing and the direction, the clarity that I have of where we're going. I'm going to line it all up so that I can be going in the direction that God has for me. And when I do that, life won't get complicated. Life won't get complex. We we complicate it. We make it complex. But God makes it simple. God makes it simple. Will you stand to your feet today? I don't know what kind of phone you use, but I have an iPhone. And one thing that I love about, uh, about the iPhone is it's simple. <laughs> Everything is simple. It's all an app. And there are some phones you can get, and it's like you can create this, and you can do this, and you can have this, and you can put this over here, and you can do all this. And I'm like, this is simple. I like simple. Give me something that's simple. And I love what what Steve Jobs, many of you have heard that name before, but a founder of Apple, this is what he said. He said, I'm as proud of the things that we have not done as I am of the things that we have done. Why? Because he 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 figured it out. We want simple. We want simple. And he said, I'm, I'm just as proud of what we have not done with the products that we produce as I am what we have done because we've kept it simple. And people like it simple. God has a plan for your life. And it's not complicated. I didn't say it was easy. I said it's not complicated. And what my goal is over the next few weeks is to help us in these areas to figure out how to uncomplicate what we have probably complicated and find the plan again for what God says about these areas so that we can walk in his plan, which is simple. He says that my yoke is easy, my burden is light. So if you're carrying a heavy burden, God didn't give it to you. And he wants to take it off of you because you were not meant to carry it. He wants to simplify it for you. Amen? Will you bow your heads and close your eyes? God, we thank you today for speaking to us. I want to ask you this question. If you're here today, and I just want to pray for you really quick, and I'll go ahead and bring our prayer team down today. For those of you that that want prayer here in just a moment, we do this at the end of every service. We have an opportunity for anyone that needs prayer, wants prayer, to receive prayer. But here's what I want to do before that. If you're here today and you say, well, you know, I need this in my life. I need this in my life. I, I desire simpler. This is for me. Will you just slip your hand up so I can pray for you? Thank you. God, you see every hand all across the room. God, people that know that we need to simplify, that you have a, that you have a better plan, that you have a, a better blueprint for what our life is supposed to look like. And so, God, I pray that you would give us wisdom, you would give us courage, you would give us boldness, Lord, that if there are things we need to eliminate as we go through this, Lord, that you would, you would enlighten us as to what your plan is for our lives. We want your plan, not our plan. Your plan, not my plan. We want your will to be done. And God, as we sing this last song, I pray that you would draw every person who needs prayer. And for those of us that don't need prayer, that we would worship you. 
that we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' name.